difficult, 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 going great i'm katie by the way oh who are you i haven't seen you in so long i know i am marie and together this is the difficult women podcast and boy do we have some opinions (laughs) totally i mean i don't know about y'all but we are in panic mode (laughs) just a little bit (laughs) a little bit of like rage slash panic Um, with some of the new news that's been popping up. Mm. That's right. But so we're we're hopping on. Guys, we're still doing the podcast. So if you still, if you're still with us, please rate and review us, follow us on Patreon, all that stuff, because we're still here. We're we're not going anywhere. But we have been very, very busy working on our album. I know we talk about it and we have been talking about it for a while, but it is coming. And you guys, we just finished mixing it. It's going to go to our master in New York City, who's a woman who's an amazing uh, musician herself. So we're getting very close to that. So that's going to be saving the world any day now. <laughs> yeah. But in the but- meantime, we'll <laughs> pop out a we'll pop out a little baby cast any chance we can. Speaking of popping up babies, um, if you've been following the news, <laughs> uh, we're we're all going to be popping up babies, whether we like it or not. If the oh, Republicans God. have anything to say for it. <laughs> Um, I love this transition. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> working, working it. Uh, Roe v. Wade is in danger of uh, falling apart. Um, probably is going to happen. Uh, but what do we do about it? Should we panic? Should we scream and tear our hair out? What do um, you think, we could. I don't know if that would help. Uh, you oh. know? No, it won't. <laughs> that won't help. <laughs> Screaming into the void isn't gonna. Isn't gonna just just <gasps> memeing the same meme over and over on Instagram yeah. isn't gonna. Oh, I love, I love that. That that I love the same meme more, over and over it's like again. A, it's more cathartic for me than anything else. It's true. It's there just, are some really great memes me floating around. Yeah. But no, so yeah, we yeah. we wanted to just hop on with our very very good friend. We have a friend that we met years ago thanks to Liz Winstead. Lin, Liz Winstead, I believe, was one of the original uh, creators creator. of the Daily Show, right? Yeah. Right. And she started a group called, uh, at the time, it was called Lady Parts Justice, and mm-hmm. we had been asked to do a song and perform for uh, a fundraiser of some sort that they were having, and we ended up meeting uh, this wonderful woman and a bunch of other lovely ladies. Um, and she is now that that pro- project is now uh, Abortion Access Front, correct? Mm-hmm. That's right. And Liz Winstead is yep, yep. and she's still Liz doing is wonderful still doing it things with that yeah but uh we have today our good 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 friend who we met through all of this abortion rights advocacy work ladies and gentlemen without further ado we have one of our dearest friends in the whorehouse (laughs) today (laughs) thanks to zoom ladies and gentlemen julie rosing All right. So I want to just dive in and say when we got the word about the leaked documents about Roe v. Wade possibly being overturned, which it will probably, I immediately wanted to call you. So call me. (laughs) Thank you so much for stopping everything and hopping on a podcast with us because we've we've been such huge fans of all your advocacy through the years. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how long you've been um, a pro-choice advocate. Well, I'm like, first of all, I'm like a little baby minnow in like the world of pro-abortion, pro-choice and and like the repro justice movement. I started working for uh, back then was Lady Parts Justice is now Abortion Access Front. Um, Abortion Access Front was my kind of foray into the movement. And it was all based around comedy content, breaking stigma. And then we started doing a lot of like clinic outreach and we were touring through the South, through the Midwest. We would do comedy shows with communities, connecting them with clinics in their area and helping them be like, hey, hey, these are the people that directly in your area that you need to like support. And um, we do a lot of like outreach to the the clinic escorts in the area. We'd Mm. go, we'd go and like do clinic escorting at different um, clinics throughout the the country. And that was always really eye-opening because every clinic has like their staple protester who like, I think one, one, um, 
clinic in Raleigh, they were like, we got Denim Dan, you know, so <laughs> we got to meet Denim Dan, who's there every day. He's dressed head to toe oh, in wow. denim and he just screams insane shit at the clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that mm-hmm. was, you know, I think when you become more like personally connected with an issue, meeting people that are like in the trenches mm-hmm. that are really doing it, um, you know, not for a ton of money, obviously, like not for uh, status, like it's purely because they care about the people in their community like that, I think really ingrains an issue in you. Um, so from there, I just in like doing the work and being connected to all of the different organizations, kind of realized that there was, you know, my my other work is all around like online marketing and uh, co- online content, right? So um one thing that I kind of realized was that there, the space online for women to get information about, you know, laws that are happening, where clinics are, it was all very disjointed. Everything, you know, the one website that existed, it cost money for clinics to be on it. It wasn't well run. Mm. It wasn't mobile friendly or a lot of things. So at the time, I started just putting it out there to everybody like, hey, don't we think like a, a website needs to exist? <laughs> don't we think like something that's mobile friendly, that is easy to understand, you know, like, and you know, um, we have ZocDoc, right? Like in New right. York, that was like, it all the that time. was like how yeah. I found my doctor, right? So it's like, there needs to be a ZocDoc for abortion. So I started just having millions of conversations with, I knew some people that were in the um, programming department at Warby Parker. And I was like, talk to me about like what needs to happen for this website to exist, all these things. And um, and then like, you know, you make enough noise, you get connected with the right people, right? So I was connected with this other woman who had won a abortion um, hackathon for this exact website. She had like mocked up uh, I forget what she had called it at the time, but um, she had mocked up a website that would be essentially this. And they were like, you two should talk. <laughs> and so, <laughs> I, you know, we've really, at the time when we started working together, it was very much like, I don't know you, you don't know me, like figuring out like who we were with each other. And we both knew that we just really wanted this thing to exist in the world. And so... It kind of started out very scrappy. And we tried to get funding in different ways. And, you know, when you're two random people, like, come on, trust us with your money. (laughs) Like, like, come, we can do it. (laughs) They don't want to give you any money. They don't want to give you anything. (laughs) They're like, nope, we don't know who you are. Um, And so for like the first like four or so years, it was a lot of like, her calling me and being like, we got to just keep going. <laughs> and she's like a brilliant like programmer and developer. And the things she's been able to do and create with this website are absolutely astonishing. I am 100% just her emotional support cheerleader who's just like, let me know what I can do. <laughs> Call me for jokes. <laughs> you know. Um, and I, I th- my role right now is um, I head up our partnerships with different organizations and the name of the website is ineedana.com. Um, over the years, we've also just gotten in the habit of collecting URLs. So we own a lot of different possible names of other websites, but <laughs> <laughs> it's all in just, a, you know, just so the antis don't get them, you know. Right, right. Um, but yeah, so she's incredible. The, her brain works in a very different way from mine. Um, mm. She's very smart. <laughs> um <laughs> But it's, it's I've learned so much from her just in a business sense and in the way of like creating something amazing and and putting it out into the world. So um so yes, I need an a.com is now the most comprehensive space online for anything you would need to access abortion in your area. So we don't we don't track any information, we don't hold on to any information. You enter your zip code when your last period was um, your age, and it populates with the laws in your state, your closest clinics, your abortion funds, um, other practical support organizations that you can reach out to. And um, it's really just incredible. And obviously, in the last week, our traffic has gone up substantially. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and what an incredible thing. I mean, we talk a lot on the podcast about like, what are practical things that we all can do as individuals to like help a cause, right? Because like, freaking out is useful only to so 
so far of an extent, right? Um, and you're, this story you've just told about this website is just mind-boggling to me because that is exactly the kind of stuff that people can do. Um, I mean, and different things, right? Like that's just one thing that could be done and you you, you like really stepped up and took a part in something that was like really going to help a lot of people. And that name, I didn't even realize that you had been a part of that uh, website, but I'd been seeing it popping up all over the place lately. Mm-hmm. So that's really exciting that um, yeah, I'm just you know, so proud weird. of you. <laughs> From the very beginning, I mean, you know, a lot of people are really... I mean, obviously, very bummed out about this, what's happening. Obviously, mm-hmm. a thousand percent. Of course, I'm, a, I'm mm-hmm. sad and upset. But I think the pro-abortion movement is in such a great place to handle this. Mm-hmm. We're so much more connected. Organizations are communicating more than ever. You know, it really used to feel like everyone was in a silo doing their own thing, you know, like. I don't know how much Planned Parenthood talked to the National Network of Abortion Funds, you know, like there's a million different acronyms of like pro-abortion organizations. It's Mm -hmm. crazy. You know, Mm -hmm. they're all amazing. They're all doing incredible work. And it makes sense that they were kind of siloed because, you know, the work is it's hard. It's it's a lot. It's stressful. And so it's really hard to take time to be like. Hey, who wants to chat? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like when you're like in the trenches, like really doing the work, like it's hard to it's hard to be like, you know what? We should go talk to the people over there about what they're up to. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But anyway, but like it, everyone's a lot more connected now, which is cool. But isn't that also like how we can make changes for anything, any issue mm-hmm. that we need to deal with is that we need to com- be, become more of a community and not like I remember like during the pussy hat days or whatever of the women's marches and stuff and how at first everyone was so united against this you know united together to fight for you know women's rights and all and um then you started hearing about these factions that are like dividing the movement and like we're not coming together it's like we have the power of all these humans human bodies Mm -hmm. human beings who want to be working together to fix these problems but if we're not if we're not coming together to actually put our resources together and and work as a unit as opposed to these like, you know, independent sort of silo things. That's what's also especially interesting about your website. Well, I mean, you know, like you're a thousand percent right. That's why I feel like of all the times when the Supreme Court could have like ruled against abortion access, of all times, we've now had so many false alarms Mm-hmm. That I think people that weren't activated before, people that weren't comfortable talking about abortion access before, are now more engaged than ever, which is like, to me, like a positive thing, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, I don't know, like when, when the whole pussyhead thing was happening, right? Like, I remember having conversations about abortion with different family members back in Ohio or like friends that, you know, tout themselves as very progressive. And it was really hard to get them to even say the word abortion, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, I, you know, there's, I think of all the times when we could have been dealt this blow, I think we're really prepared for it. Obviously getting a, getting it leaked first is great because now people can really be like engaged and enraged <laughs> and ready for June whenever this comes out. But um, but yeah. Well, that's one thing, too. We, we always I mean, we talk about this kind of shit on the podcast all the time. But like, I, I hate to be a Pollyanna. <laughs> but one of the things that I am really, really hopeful for is that this happening now the way that it is like this hopefully will mobilize people to vote during the midterms. Oh, for sure. You know, in a way that I'm not sure we would have had that same steam going for us uh, prior to that. You know, it was not a lot of things weren't looking good for the. uh, Yeah. And I I think people are paying more attention to their local elections, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, and we got to It's got to be more than just your governor and, you know, the other congressional seats. It has to be like, who is Who's on your city council, you know, because yeah. like they're on their way up. <laughs> so. Yeah. 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 Well, what do you uh, we wanted to I was curious your take on like what what this this alarm like you were saying that we've had lots of alarms and lots of fears and things come up like what is this one feel different to you in terms of like, you yeah. know, how, well, yeah, for sure. Right? Like, or, I mean, I it's I don't know. I have a very weird I feel a very weird sense of like calm in 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 the way of 
you know, now California is getting ready to add abortion access into their constitution, right? So, like, it's pushing for actual concrete legislation. You know, when you think about Roe v. Wade and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she... She obviously wasn't on the Supreme Court when the decision came down, but like she criticized it as like what Roe v. Wade was was decided on the precedent of like life. Every every person has the liberty to privacy over their body, you know, kind of a thing. So like it didn't necessarily like in a concrete way um, protect the right for abortion access. And so like Mm -hmm. she kind of always thought like it was that was a weird case or not like the most concrete way for the Supreme Court to decide abortion access. Also, at the time, you know, Roe v. Wade, it struck down abortion laws in a bunch of states. It immediately, like, made a bunch of states get rid of their abortion laws, which, like, she felt, like, did a full stop on what, like, the actual democratic process would have been in, like, the evolving um, laws around abortion access. So it was like the Supreme Court was like, nope, we've decided abortion is legal after viability or up until viability. And that's it. And so like that's when things became very contentious and it was like became very politicized because you had these politicians that were like, well, look, my state is very anti-abortion and we've got all these anti-abortion, all these anti-abortion laws. And now you're telling me that what we've been doing and what my constituents want is null and void. And so, like, they kind of came full force against Roe v. Wade, and it gave them something to work against. It gave them, like, Mm. something for years to be like, we need to, like, get rid of Roe. Um, And they want to give it back to the states, which, which, like, full-on sucks, right? Like, I'm so mm -hmm. glad I moved to Tennessee just in time. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's, it'd be really hard to, like, move out of a blue state now, mm-hmm. I think, <laughs> just in general. <laughs> but, um, but no, yeah, like, it very much sucks for people in red states and, and these states where these trigger laws exist where, like, abortion is going to be banned. That, like, truly sucks. And those states are going to see repercussions that they're not even considering. You know, mm-hmm. like, Missouri has one abortion clinic and they have 75 crisis pregnancy centers. So, Mm -hmm. like, you just think about these states where abortion clinics are going to close and the alternative is going to be these Mm religious-based crisis pregnancy centers Mm -hmm. that give false information. They promise all this help and diapers and da-da-da and all these things, but they don't have – they don't actually have the resources to help someone, Mm -hmm. let alone they don't consider the fact that not every person wants to put their body through that. Right. And, act- and, you know, childbirth is scary. <laughs> it's, yeah. The maternal mortality rate in the United States is crazy. Yeah. So, like, for them to, like, not even consider that is, I don't know, it's frustrating. Went on a rant there. Sorry. No, no. It's, we love a good yeah. rant, girl, <laughs> on this podcast. Come on. <laughs> Something that I learned the other day. So I went to my first abortion rally in Tennessee on, I think it was Monday. Monday. I don't know what day it is now. I've just been rageful all all week long. But um, <laughs> and I actually I was I was nervous. I was like shaking. I was actually just you know you think of the worst thing that could happen possibly, and that's just like these crazy people in Tennessee showing up downtown as well. So I was like aware of these emotions and feelings and feeling very anxious and like kind of shaking when I was walking up. But then I just saw like a sea of people, mostly women. Come on, men. We need more men. But it was really a powerful rally, and they had definitely uh, a wide uh, perspective of um, speakers and activists and Congress people and all that sort. The mayor spoke, which was really funny because the microphone kept cutting out on this old man. Um, but the thing that really stuck out to me that I hadn't even thought of was that so, you know, when Trump was in office, they passed the real ID law so that's coming into effect next year so you have Mm -hmm. to be able to get everyone who flies has to get a real id what this one was talking about is like these um these undocumented immigrants who live specifically in tennessee she was talking about they can't get the real id obviously so they won't be able to fly anywhere if they um, need to have an abortion Mm -hmm. they can't get a driver's license because they're undocumented Mm -hmm. so they won't be able to drive anywhere to get an abortion then we have a community of people who are really at risk and it's just forcing them more into poverty and just mm-hmm. putting more. I, I just had never. Th- I mean, obviously, 
as we all know, this type of thing, like if I need an abortion tomorrow, even though I'm in Tennessee and whatever happens will, you know, will play out. But like, I'll be able to get on a plane and come to LA or New York you City. You have or the resources. I have, yeah, the, I mean, I have the absolute resources. Yeah. But it really affects black and brown communities. And it just, it truly just, it's so, I feel like I'm just, <laughs> I'm so against <laughs> big government at this point. And mm-hmm. I feel like, We've known about this now, the Democrats, we've known that this was coming into play. Like, I even thought about like the real ID, like, is this something that they were thinking about too, like years ago when they set, when they made that big grand decision of that all people who would fly need to have this type of ID? Were they really, were they, is this like a little plan that they're all, I don't know, I'm going into a weird place, but. <laughs> well, no, like, isn't it crazy you say that you're like against big government, but isn't, isn't that the the bedrock of being a conservative? Like, yes, I know. You don't I know. want the government in your life. Yes. That's why. But that's why as this much is as so I, crazy. As much as I freaking hate Tommy Lauren and I have so many problems with everything. She's so, just so cringeworthy and I cannot stand her. She is fairly pro-choice because she just mm-hmm. wants the government not in her life, like, mm-hmm. which yeah, yeah, like a thousand percent. Like that's how how it should be. Well, the mask thing is almost the same. I mean, not almost, but oh, it's, it's insane. It's, it's right? just the hypocrisy. The hypocrisy, hypocrisy is, just, is crazy. Yeah. So it's just I don't know. My heart breaks just for for the for people who are less fortunate. People. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, and I think that the what it comes down to is like yes, big government or however you want to label it. But I think that again, like I think the bigger greater issue is that we have a problem in the United States about community. We're not, we never, we never put the community first. We put money first. We put power first. We put corporations Mm -hmm. first. We put, you know, even these, even this idea of like rugged individualism with the masks shit, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, that's not a community choice. That's a choice about someone feeling a little bit uncomfortable. Abortion, having access to abortion is about the community. Mm -hmm. It's about uh, supporting the community. Mm -hmm. But it's like. That's where, like, I, I just, I, you know, if we, the government is useful, if it can be supporting the community and the, and the and the citizens of this country, but that's not what the priority is in, in the oh, government. It's power. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we've seen how like the economy is, the economy benefits from having women in the job force, mm-hmm. in like the workforce. So, you know, <laughs> what do they think? Right. A single a single mother of two who is holding four jobs, who, you know, has been taught abstinence only education, doesn't have access to birth control, like finds herself pregnant again because sex is fun. We have sex, you know, like it's right. what do they think is going to happen to her and her children? They're going to, you know, potentially have to go on food stamp. I mean, it's they forget how connected everything is. Yeah. But I will say, Marie, like, you know, when you talk about like when when you talk about like um, what's happening kind of in these like border areas, there are organizations that are like working and actively helping those communities. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like when you learn about that stuff, like they might not be as loud, but I mean, I can't think of the name of one at the top top of my head. Well, I just learned one in Appalachia, like in, in East Tennessee, like in the mountains near where like Dolly Parton was born. There's a, a small, um, I think it's called like Tennessee Mountain Access Fund or something like that. But like they're specifically serving the mountain community. And to be honest, it's a lot of rape and incest, which is mm-hmm. ugh, terrifying. Absolutely yeah. terrifying. Um, but I didn't know that yeah, existed. Ohio and- is, um Ohio's about to um or they they just put up a law that would be that would ban abortion even in cases of rape and incest. Yeah. Which like to me is like how can you justify that? <laughs> what? We're just vessels for for babies. We're just Well that's yeah. Just... And that's the, that's that thing. I mean, I've been seeing so like there's been so much rage on the internet understandably so as there should be rage, you know, but that rage it's like how can okay, now how do we direct it? I was thinking the other day I was like what's my rage level? I was like, you know, I feel like I'm sort of like supernova level where it's like <laughs> the star is now like imploding on itself before it like explodes because I'm also kind of in this weird like calm state before the like I think my head explodes. But um, <laughs> but one thing that I uh, was seeing just to like about just all like all the range and stuff on the Internet is um, the like, what do we you know, what do we do? What are the steps that we can take? And also like 
st- the fighting with people about like when is life start and da, da, da. I'm like it's not about that at the end of the day you know especially for like the 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 court justices and stuff and the government people for individuals there might be people that really want to fight for like oh no but it's a baby but um the people well, that make the such, decisions that's such a religious based idea mm-hmm. you know what i mean like judaism they believe that the soul isn't present until the the baby is separated from the mother you know what i mean mm-hmm. like so we can't get like it's just I, can't, it gets yeah. it's so frustrating because it just very much highlights the the deep seated like christian overlords in government you know mm-hmm. like like we're all supposed to believe what they believe right yeah but i have a big question because the republicans that are in power do you think they've just been spouting all this stuff all along just to get their vote but really don't believe it and never really thought that it would happen but now that we have these people in the supreme court that will vote it down like are are they like oh fuck because <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I think that they don't <laughs> i think that they want to maintain power so if they think people are going to vote for something they'll say whatever they have to say and i think that like they if they need abortions that's not a problem right. they're always going to have right. private doctors to get abortions for their mistresses or whatever mm-hmm. um but and I, I did see an article, too, about a woman who voted for Trump and she said it was like an op ed or something in The Washington Post. And she was talking about how she had voted for Trump and everyone had been sort of like after her, like, how could you vote for him? How could you support mm-hmm. him? He's you know a monster. You've sold your soul to the devil. And she said in the op ed, she was like, this is why now I get what I want, which is to eliminate abortion from America. And I was like, oh, my God. God. So people oh, really yeah. were. Yeah. There's a lot of people that were sort of holding their nose through the Trump stuff because this is exactly what they were expecting. They were they were. This is what they, they wanted to make sure that they got their Supreme Court nominees pushed through mm-hmm. because this is what they wanted. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think more and more. I feel like this is going to push people to be more extreme on the issue of abortion rights. Like mm-hmm. before people used to be like. You know, I just don't want it to be used as a form of birth control. And it's like, Mm -hmm. which I just have such a huge problem with that because so if someone's pregnant and they weren't given birth control and now they find themselves pregnant and they know they can't support a child, the consequence of them not using the right birth control is now raising a child. Right. Right. What an insane, what an insane logic. And uh, I don't know, know, speaking from personal experience, it's usually the man not wanting to wear a condom. So... A thousand percent, right? fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just, I feel like the the people who existed in that space are going to really have to, they're going to have to choose to like be a little bit more um, extreme in supporting abortion access than maybe they weren't necessarily comfortable doing previously. But we like more and more live in these like very different worlds of America, Mm -hmm. right? Like in these super conservative areas, Christian beliefs are like law they just are you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it, the the idea of abortion is so unfathomable to them that like until like they personally know someone th- their views will probably never shift like until they have like an experience of like needing you know miscarriage care and mm-hmm. their 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 catholic hospital refuses to help them and they have to go to an abortion clinic you know like that's mm-hmm. when their views might change you know like that that very much happens like there are yeah. hospitals that like refuse to do um the procedure that is needed for po- like when someone's had an abor- uh, a miscarriage and they get sent to the local abortion clinic so like <laughs> i don't know it's just like that's the thing that is like that really is scary to me is like where our country is going and some of these states are going to have to go before they can start leaning back Mm-hmm. to 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 abortion access mm-hmm. great yeah. like <laughs> okay, okay. like i mean like this this is crazy right like um mm-hmm. the what was it called the reproductive health act in new york right up until 2019 abortion was still in the criminal code of new york state whether or not like i mean we're all like yeah abortion in new york like come to new york for your abortion but like in the criminal code abortion was still like abortion was still a criminal act and so like you had these activists that were pushing and pushing and pushing for years to have the reproductive health act passed 
And it just passed in 2019. And so now New York State has like protections for abortion access in the Constitution. And that's like, to me, that is like mind blowing. That yeah. is, and had that not been in place and, you know, potentially Roe would go, go back, abortion would be illegal in New York State. Like it's so, you know, I think about that in, in, and it kind of, it, that's why I feel like this is going to really inflame and push activists in the right direction of codifying abortion rights in state legislatures. Mm. And it's going to take a while in red states. It's going to fucking suck for a while. We're really going to have to help people cross state lines. Mm-hmm. We're going to help them access abortion pills by mail. Mm-hmm. But like eventually we will abor- abortion rights will um, be a federal thing. I, I really feel that in my bones because I mean, well, think about like other social issues, right? Like gay marriage or like, I mean, trans rights are mm-hmm. that's a questionable one to jump into because we're seeing those fights at the state level. Right. Mm-hmm. We couldn't imagine like if suddenly on a federal basis, like certain trans rights were taken away. That would be insane. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Sorry. Yeah, so that, so no, there's so many things. And something that you said, <laughs> just, there's something that you said that also just reminded me the, of something that I just wanted to bring up too, which is just that like, I am seeing on, on social media, I at least in my circle, I am seeing more men speaking out, which is really awesome. And I think that we should always be encouraging men to ask questions and speak out against um, these uh, pro life people are they're not pro-life but you know um but the other thing i would love 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 to see more of is i want to hear more men's abortion stories i want to hear more stories from men talking about how and i know a couple and i'm not going to out them because that's not my place but i know a couple people that i've not been hearing from that i know have benefited from abortion and i would just love that would be something that i think would be also very useful (laughs) to like center it around men a little bit because like that's how some of these men think so you have to like help them out a little well Um, i'm just gonna get real personal um i was dating a guy for a couple months here in nashville we are no longer together but um he had four abortions with four different women hmm. and um in tennessee in tennessee yes maybe one in california but yes, I think oh the majority in Tennessee. I know. Uh, yeah, he's telling me this as I'm lying naked in his bed. <laughs> I'm like, like oh. okay, all right. <laughs> Somebody's got some Spider-Man <laughs> spunk. <laughs> but like we had this conversation while naked and I was really vulnerable having just had sex with him, uh, unprotected sex. <laughs> um, he pulled out, full disclosure, but uh, <laughs> it's not fully, whatever. Yeah, pull yeah, out. you know. <laughs> well, guess what? I immediately went to my doctor. I mean, we talked about it of just like, because he was really concerned I wasn't on anything. And I was like, we got into, as as we're, I'm laying naked in his bed, starting to fight about why the fuck won't he get a vasectomy then? He does not want children. He does. He's never wanted children. And then he's turning to me and saying like, well, would you ever consider getting on birth control pills or you know and and it just so happened at that time I was having a lot of issues with fibroids and I had just had surgery and my doctor was really recommending an IUD for me to balance out the hormones and stuff so that was on the table and I was thinking about doing it anyway his spider-man spunk like got me to (laughs) the gynecologist to get that inserted but after I remember laying there before the the it being you know the my doctor came in and I started crying and I was just so upset that I was all of a sudden in this position because I really liked this person and he had put this burden on me directly and this was just a couple months ago and I want to call him and like be like dude out of everybody I know you should be downtown protesting yeah yeah, you I mean, should at be minimum at minimum. Right? If you're at minimum, you should be saying, "Yeah, that we need that." That he would have four children right now. Yes, 
You know, he, and he this, is a man who says he doesn't want any kids would right. have four children right now. Right. So this burden of all the birth control always <sighs> falling on us women, it makes me so it breaks my heart. And like I'm 40 years old and I'm still heartbroken about how men are handling birth control. You know, like there's still guys that like don't want to wear a condom. I mean, I don't technically like wearing condoms either, but you know, like this is absolutely terrifying now in Tennessee. Like I am now looking at sex very differently. But even honestly, like I understand if people don't want to all like jump on the bandwagon and get vasectomies because they're not, you know, there's, there's reasons like there's not quite as reversible. Although I am very pro vasectomy and all that stuff. More importantly, I think with this issue is like just speak out right just show up right you know you benefited from this right that's it i mean i'm not even asking you to do anything yeah i mean it's so easy for them to like hide in the shadows and there are people that that speak up there one of the one of the activists that was at the forefront of the um getting the reproductive health act passed in new york was a man whose wife had she had to fly across the country it was that it was that 30 i don't know if you remember the article that came out they the couple wrote about them having to have a 36 week abortion to save Mm -hmm. the the woman's life Mm -hmm. and he like took that up and hit the two of them as a couple together they're just this great power couple that like were a huge part of getting rha passed in new york so like i mean it's fucking hard right there's so much shame and stigma yeah yeah and like Unlearning. I think, yeah. Yes. And like, they, you know, I I, I, there's so many things I would love to be able to openly talk to my dad about, but like, <laughs> you know, yeah. how's yeah. that conversation going to go? <laughs> like, yeah. I've tried so many times to like have conversations about like, like intense social issues and not that he's not there for it, but like they, especially like Midwest, like in the Midwest, there's there's these pockets where it's just not as diverse, right? Mm-hmm. It's just not as diverse as we've experienced in New York and Los Angeles where like, you know, when I lived in Astoria, it's like the most diverse community in the country. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, you'd be on a subway sometimes and you're the only white person. So like you very much have to understand and embrace the differences of the people around you. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah. empathize with them mm-hmm. and like recognize them as like human beings. But like, you know, somebody in Ohio, when I talk about my thing about my parents, like, yeah, they care about social issues, whatever. But like their main goal is being the best grandparent possible. <laughs> so like, you know, they're going to baseball games. They're going to, you know, like I can't I I've tried so hard to like have these intense conversations with them and I still will. And I'll still push them on these issues. But um, it's it's to me, I feel like the work is reaching those people in your life that like have never thought about like will i ever need abortion care <laughs> you know mm-hmm. like or will or, how or, does or do a... i know people that may die yeah. from you know childbirth because the abortions are illegal or you know yeah for sure yeah that's I'd, i mean that's yeah. Uh, yeah i was going to say my dad doesn't think women should mow the lawn so we're still there yeah i know yeah i also like men i i don't know like do they like read up on these issues like i feel like maybe we're getting there like that they're being pushed a little bit more than they used to be like i think more and more there's certainly some i'm certainly seeing some men speaking up in a way that I did not see before and I'm very like good on you we see you guys we we do see you but I also see the ones who I know could be saying something they'll speak up for other things that affect them right but then they don't want to and and this does affect them that's the truth is that this this does affect men I think that that's the other thing that's like worth really putting out there is that this affects all of us and it affects all of us whether you have an abortion or whether you know someone has an abortion or not because it's it's again it's a community issue it's about like it's going to affect the economy it's going to affect you know your neighbors it's going to affect like uh, you know population numbers and like Mm -hmm. oh yeah it's all it's all connected you know like this big project i was working on recently was all centered around climate change and I now like have anxiety attacks when I walk into supermarkets because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just like, it's future trash. Everything is future oh. trash. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're destroying the world. Yeah. Um, but like, 
you know, when you talk about like what is the lack of abortion care going to do for population growth? Right. Like, <laughs> and right. resources, resource management, and I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's funny too to me, like when you were saying the, the about um, you know, how the the undocumented people in America, how they're going to be at more risk of having to be forced birth, right? These are the same people who are so mad about the 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 undocumented people being here in the first place. And right. now they're going to be forced to have more children. Is that what I mean? Even that like, right. Right. That's a fucked up argument. But you know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. it's and like none know, of it makes gonna, any sense. Make right. it make over sense. Next, over the next, you know, 10 years, we're just going to see sense. more like environmental refugees, people coming here because there's yeah. no more water in their countries. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, we don't need more babies that shouldn't. That that you know we're we're not I don't know I'm I'm also I mean anti baby <laughs> well, yeah oh my not, dear <laughs> yeah yeah I don't know I'm definitely the more I see the friends around me have babies and like learn about what it did to their bodies that's like oh, a, I mean the whole another thing the more you have like real open conversations with people who have had babies yeah who have given birth you're like whoa I do not want. My friend's butthole like popped out. Like I was like, what "What the fuck? (laughs) I didn't know that that happened. What happened to your butthole?" She was like, "It popped out." (laughs) I think that if people talked more about what childbirth was, too, I think a lot less people would have babies. But that's nobody. You know, I know that they don't want that. But I I, I think that that. this whole thing it it makes. Did you read um, the the tweet from Matt Gates where he was like, "Yes," Mm -hmm. where he was like, "All these rallies, these women are just going home." Loveless, overeducated. <laughs> over-educated. I was like, what? <laughs> what the? F- what yeah. the fuck are you talking You're about? Insane. Oh my gosh. Meanwhile, he's like trafficking seventeen-year-olds over state lines. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> the the, the hypocrisy of like of the moral code amongst these people is crazy. No. Well, I still get worked up. We were asked to do to write a song for I believe it was like, and I'll just say it. It's for College Humor slash like Comedy Central. It was like a. Um, musical comedian top 100 in the country or some, something like that. It was going to be on TV. And they asked us to write a song. And Katie was like, what if we write a song about, you know, condoms? And like, we wrote this little tiny ditty about just about condoms. It went, wear a condom, wear a condom, wear a condom on your penis, please. We don't want a baby. We don't want a baby. We don't want a baby or a disease. Yeah. So wear a condom, wear a condom. And they said it was too dirty. And they cut us. What? They said yeah, it was too dirty be- and they cut the song. And I think the- consciously, I think we even wrote that song specifically being like, there's no bad words. It's not a yeah, dirty Yeah, we song. were so excited about it because usually we're but like we're, gang bang, we're not allowed to talk hole, about it. You know, but yeah. no, but we can't, that's, that's But you can talk about like, you know, but you can't talk about finger banging a bitch. Yeah. Uh, no problem. Yeah, or that's slapping not our ass. Yeah, slapping her hoe. Sure. Yeah, but a con, but making a boy wear a condom because you don't want to be. Unacceptable. And we even said please in the song. We said please. But they wrote back, sorry, it was just too inappropriate and dirty for what we were looking for or something so they actually had our video in like they edited us in with no sound <laughs> what yeah. like i was thinking lame. about that i was thinking about that so at the gym lame. the other day and i got so worked up about well, that isn't, it, what's a bigger much pitch? null and void now college humor aren't they pretty much gone are do yeah they still we exist? took them down no, no just kidding <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're like oh yeah <laughs> Then I won't ask nicely next time but that's dudes being like that's no we don't that's not funny yeah for sure <laughs> It's like, sure. okay, great. So, but that's what we're up against or, you know, I mean, it's, it's ingrained. Well, it's, mm-hmm. I was thinking about, I, I like back in New York, you know, have, you would find yourself in the need of um, plan B. And I remember my experience going to the pharmacy and, and I had left my wallet at home or something. So I didn't have an ID. And I was like, look, I'm going to like, or my, my, I forgot my license, but I had like money. And they wouldn't give it to me because I didn't have a license. And so I had to go back and I had to ask a coworker. And I was like, look, I think I'm pushing 72 hours at this point. I'm getting a little worried. I just need to do this before I get home. You know, like I'm freaking out. Mm-hmm. I can't focus. So she had to go and get plan B for me to take. Mm-hmm. And like, I just think about how now we have abortion pills by mail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, hey, all right. Like, Access has been expanding. Like, mm-hmm. no matter how many times, like, they can close clinics, they can enact these laws, but like, abortion is still going to exist. People are still going to have access to it. It is very safe. Abortion pills are very safe. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like, so like that to me, like, I think what we're going to see happen is I think Democrats are going to push for legislation that at least protects abortion pills. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then from there, you know, it might be a slow process. I mean, it fucking sucks that we're back here mm-hmm. kind of starting over again. But like, there's a little bit more fire and a little bit more like, let's let's get this in like stone Mm-hmm. That's, I think, a great point mm-hmm. too. So maybe, yeah. And I do always like to look at sort of like what's the bright side here. But um, and that's a point I wasn't aware of until very, very, very recently. But how like Roe v. Wade was kind of on, you know, thin ice anyway in terms of being like a real, a real thing. So yeah. So maybe this is a good chance for us to like to really solidify some rights mm-hmm. <laughs> for to our bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, also, you know, like the last few cases they took to the Supreme Court were like. Abortion clinics have to be ambulatory service, ambulatory centers, which is absolutely insane. Abortion is like a five, 10 minute procedure. And, you know, so like they were just trying to attack access any way they could. Mm -hmm. And so like now, okay, now Rose gone, the floor is gone. So now we can rebuild again. And Mm -hmm. we're not just coming back for we're not just coming for like. I, there was a there was someone I, I, that quoted, and I hate that I don't remember this person's name. At one of the rallies recently, they were quoted as saying, "Like, you know, we're not coming for what we had; we're coming for like even more what mm. we deserve, mm. like true abortion access." Mm. So, like, you know, there are people that have been in this movement for a long, for a really long time, and they're obviously not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so I don't know. That's what kind of gives me a. Uh, a peace of mind a little bit is like we're we're a collective powerful movement that is on the right side of history that is going to like really make change for future generations mm. yeah well one That's last exciting. thing there was an um an activist who spoke at the rally downtown and her must have been five-year-old daughter was no more than like six feet away from her and so the woman was giving this so powerful such a powerful speech about her experience and her story and her five-year-old daughter just was like waving at her mother (laughs) the entire time and then it ended up being in the newspaper a picture of it and that's what like that is what's beautiful. I do think our future is bright, especially with these young people. I feel like an old yeah. person. The young people, the next generation is really going to. But I mean, we really, the old white crusty men just got to go. They're dying yeah. off. And I really, really I have a lot of faith and not, I don't want to put too much pressure on them. But I think that we are, like you said, like we got to, there's a lot to do, especially in Tennessee. But there's, I think we're. Yeah. Gonna, it's gonna I mean, be good. like, geez, one, like, <laughs> literally, a, a moment that is like, you know, that moment of seeing that little girl wave is like, it's like you put it in your pocket, and when you get fucking down, you pull it out, and you're yeah. like, that's right. There are future generations, right? So, like, for me, one of the coolest fucking moments in regards to like fighting for reproductive rights. When um, I think it was the the whole when the whole women's health the Hellerstadt when that was happening, we went to the Supreme Court for this rally. Um, abortion access went down there, and it was my first like vi- big like repro rights rally. And like hearing doctor like abortion mm. abortion providers, people from like all different like nonprofit organizations speak. And there was one specific doctor. She like was up there and she pointed over to the anti anti people and she was just like when your birth control fails we got you you know like and she just kept saying that like you know this is a very like the 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 pro-abortion movement is abortion is um it's a movement built on love and support and empathy Mm -hmm. for your for your fellow man and like there was one like halfway towards towards the end of it they asked us to turn this to another person in the crowd someone we didn't know and say like um your your freedom is my freedom i forget mm. exactly the terminology but like the person who was doing the asl uh the for the for the whole rally she just t- turned to me or no this is what she said it was like turn to the person next to next to you and and just say this to each other your liberation is my liberation and it was like one of those moments that like still gets me emotional today because it's like yeah 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 no you're we're only as free as the most oppressed person. Yeah. You know? And so your freedom is my freedom. Yeah. It's like, um, 
I don't know. It was like she was like signing it at me and saying, oh, you know, so your nice. liberation yeah. is my liberation. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like one of those moments where I was just like, oh, my gosh, like I want to be on the side of history that is about supporting people, supporting mm-hmm. people to like reach their full potential, have bodily autonomy. Like I, that's the side I want to be on. And, I, and that's, you know, those are the people I want to support with my work. So, Ugh. And you are doing it and yeah. you are doing it. And that is so inspirational just to even see mm. what 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 you can accomplish. You yes. know? And that we should all be so proactive. So everybody check out Julie's website, I need an A.com. Check that out. And then where else can people follow you and, and stay in the loop? Because you do post a lot of very necessary information that I think our listeners oh, would like. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I my uh, my handle is uh, at Canarda Bayback at Canarda underscore Bayback. Um, it was my grandmother's imaginary friend, and I just always loved that name. <laughs> and so, like, she would always talk about like her times with Canarda, and so I just Aww. oh, I just thought that was so sweet. I so, love um, so yeah, you can follow me. Follow I need an A. Um, Follow the Abortion Care Network. They're an amazing network that supports independent clinics because, yes, Planned Parenthood is, they provide an amazing service, but the majority of clinics and um, areas that are going to be affected, their only source of access is through independent clinics. Mm -hmm. Um, We Testify, that's an amazing organization that, like, puts abortion stories out there, really breaks stigma. Abortion Access Front is doing some really awesome stuff right now, too. Um, But, yeah, just find your local groups, find your people. A lot of times people want to be like, all right, my five friends, let's build something. Let's let's make our own thing. And it's like, no, you don't it need already to, exists. Yeah. <laughs> so I guarantee you someone out there is already working on this. Go and like support them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, also, like I have something else that like I really want to start looking into is just like getting friends together and talking about their insecurities around talking about the, the topic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like because there was a huge curve for me in getting comfortable talking about the topic. I came from a very Catholic family. I was very close with um, my great uncle, who is a Catholic priest, who like, Mm -hmm. you know, yes, I have, you know, I'm, I no longer identify as a Catholic. I have my own problems with it. But like, he was somebody I loved. And like, so I had to wrestle with that as far as like, how do I have these conversations? And how do I talk about this? I felt like I had this kind of like, dual life for a while. And so like it's it's a hard topic and just like being like hey does anybody want to get together drink wine and just like talk about talk about how we're going to talk about this issue you know mm-hmm. that's a great thing to do too you know you go to a rally and then you go to happy hour and you talk about like yeah i loved this point that someone made i love this fact that somebody shared you know those are good that's that's like some good uh fire when somebody comes at you with like their crazy thoughts when you're like, yeah, but, you know, yeah. 60% yeah. of Americans support abortion access. So right. we can't say that, like, our politicians are speaking for us. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I'm still crying a little bit, but uh, thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I just adore thank you and everything you. you do and represent. I mean, I am such a small little piece of this. You know what I mean? Like, there's once you really get into it and there's people that have just been doing this for so long and, and they're not going to stop. So that's, you know, you just kind of kind of hold on. <laughs> I'm just like on the back of the train, just like, just let me come join on, join for the ride. Oh, um, that's great. But yeah. If anything, I'm just like the, let's keep going. Yeah. You know, the hype man. We need a hype man. For sure. Well, thank you so Aww, much thank for you joining too. us today. Yeah. I love you guys. Love you. Love you.